when we turn our eyes on Jesus and we begin to perceive Him for who He is with the help of the Holy Spirit, it transforms us. It does something in us. We can't live like other people anymore. It's not just about our sins being forgiven. We rejoice and we've celebrated people coming into the family of God. It's an ever-increasing revelation of the wonderful magnificence and glorious splendor of the Son of God in flesh appearing. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. You now have Him dwelling inside you. And you have the privilege of exploring Him forever. And the more you see, the greater you, He becomes in your heart and mind. If Jesus isn't more precious and compelling to your heart now than the day He was when you got saved, you're missing out on this Holy Spirit process where He wants to reveal ever-increasing understanding and captivating wonder about who He is and what He is and what He does and why He does it and how He does it. He wants His people's hearts captured. So that sounds kind of like, oh, the, the, the word. Fanatic. Fanatic. Oh, you're obsessed. Can I tell you, we're all obsessed with something. The only issue is this, is it Jesus? We're obsessed with football or we're obsessed with money or we're obsessed with our reputation or we're obsessed with whatever pleasure you fill in the blank. We're obsessed with, with uh, you know, the future. We're obsessed with our past. We're obsessed with something. Are you obsessed with Jesus? I, I, I say it this way because this, this, this communicates to me, but it might not. Are you, is your heart absolutely captured by the magnificence and beauty of your Savior? To the point that you want to know Him more. You want to give Him more. You want to spend more time engaging Him consciously in your day. You want to do something to share Him with other people. If you are captured by the beauty and magnificence of the Savior, all of those things will be true in you in a growing manner through your life. Depends on what your heart's focused on. Paul says in that passage, he says, the veil's taken away when their hearts turn. Because you see, this is not a head issue. This is a heart issue. How, how, do, you, how do you say that in normal English? What do you really want out of life? What is your heart focused on? Because your head follows your heart. Do you want more? Do you want to be captured by anything? Do you want to be compelled by anything? 
Because you know what? One of Paul's primary prayers for the Christians of his day, Ephesians chapter one is one of those examples. Ephesians chapter one, he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart might be enlightened so that you may know some things, the hope of your calling. He says in 118, he prays that, well, 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand. What's Paul praying for this church in Ephesus? He's praying what I'm preaching this morning. I'm praying that you'll be captured by Jesus. That your heart will turn toward Him. And as your heart turns toward Him, the Spirit of God will begin to highlight things about Jesus that you just don't think about very often. Or He'll begin to illuminate things about Jesus you never thought about. But they're compelling. They're compelling. Do you realize that Jesus was the agent of creation? Read Colossians chapter 1. Jesus didn't start when he was born in a manger. Jesus is the third person of the Trinity. Eternally past, present, future. Jesus. I spent four weeks in December just preaching about him becoming a man. Let me tell you something. If Jesus hadn't captured your heart, don't expect him to capture anybody's heart you're praying for. The good news is this. I can't make him capture my heart. It's something he wants to do already. And it's something that his Holy Spirit was brought to this earth Holy Spirit is the third person person of the Trinity. But Holy Spirit is Jesus active in this earth right now. And the job of Holy Spirit is to guide us into all truth about Jesus. There's things we just can't see without the Holy Spirit's help. Amen? We can't see Him. We cannot see Him. But He wants to show. Some people think, well, God's playing hide and seek. I, you know, why, why isn't he visible? Why can't I see him? Why don't he walk into my bedroom tonight? Why, why don't I have an angel, blah, 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 all of that? Can I tell you, revealing himself was the Father's idea. That's why he sent Jesus. And in Jesus is the beauty and the glory of the Godhead manifested in Jesus Christ. Say, how do, how do I move in that direction, Pastor? And I'm going to stop. Study Him on your knees. Study Him on your knees. Decide in your heart, if there's more 
about Jesus that I haven't discovered, if there's treasure in Jesus Christ that will cause people to watch others murder their family, burn down their farm, and then cut their throat, if there's something about Jesus that is that compelling, I want to see it. I want to know it. When that happens to your heart, you will start studying Him. You will. I challenge you. Open the Gospels today and ask Holy Spirit to start talking to you about Jesus. If your heart is in that direction, I can promise you, you'll begin to discover, whoa, you'll begin to see me get baptized. You'll begin to see things you didn't see. Things will begin to warm your heart that you just pass right over. You'll begin to feel motivation to pray and the pastor's not going to have to try to guilt you into it. You'll find yourself worshiping and worship is, you say, why do we sing songs to Jesus? Well, let's sing some prom songs to Jesus. That's what a friend of mine says. I'm just not into that singing prom songs to Jesus. Can I tell you something? When we verbalize in music the truths about Christ, if we're really engaging our hearts, if it becomes an activity that says, I want to encounter you. Because he says he inhabits the praises of his people. When we worship Him, He is willing to manifest Himself in ever-increasing ways. So, well, I'd like to see some of that. Okay, we'll start out on your knees with the Bible open. And say, God, reveal Yourself to me. Because you see, the disciples went from seeing Him do miracles to wondering what in the world they were going to do without food in the boat. And Jesus rebuking them because they didn't understand all the way to Peter having this revelation. He's the Christ. He's the Messiah. We've been waiting on for hundreds of years. It's Him. But you ain't going to suffer. What, what, what does that say? Peter needed more revelation. Peter needed more illumination. Peter needed to encounter the Christ on an ever-increasing, continuing scale. These people that got baptized today, they've started a great adventure. But Derek, it's an adventure of discovering Jesus over and over, deeper and deeper, further and further. And the, here's the thing about Jesus. If Virgil's going to study my face, the closer he gets to it, probably the uglier it gets. But the more you examine Jesus, the more beautiful he gets. The more you drill down and investigate Jesus, it's not like some politician. You start examining some politician, you drill down far enough, you're going to find something that's not admirable. You drill down far enough in this preacher, you're going to find something that is not, not good. But the more I drill down into Jesus, the more I study Him, the more I tear apart everything about Him, the more beautiful, powerful, compelling He becomes. And I want to tell you something. You worried about our culture? Then be captured by Jesus and pay the price. Because everybody's not going to like somebody captured by Jesus.
Because you see, they've learned to hate religion, but they don't hate religion near as much as they hate people that's got something real and they don't want it. Folks, this ain't a religion. If you're here this morning just doing your duty, I, I feel sorry for you. I just want you to bow your heads for a moment. This is not the way I planned to go. I had a very organized message laid out on 2 Corinthians 3. But here's what I know. Only the Holy Spirit can take us any further than we are in our understanding of Christ. Only Him. And what Holy Spirit will show us will always line up with His Word, but it will illuminate and explain and, and illustrate the Word. Why would anyone in our town want what we've got if it is merely a religious burden we feel like we've got to fulfill to get, it, get to heaven. Jesus is so much more than a ticket to heaven. Jesus is life. Jesus is light in the darkness. Jesus is bread to the soul. Jesus is the water of life. Jesus is all in all. Everything my heart ever longed for is centered in Jesus, whether I realize it or not. But when we become born again, we've just started the journey of exploring and discovering one great reality after another about who He is, what He does, how He loves. I want you to stand with me if you would. Stand up with me. I, I don't have any grand finale here. My heart just aches. I, I'm telling you, I pray this prayer often, God. It's the first prayer priority that is on that little thing we gave you last week. The first prayer priority is the first one and it's the most important one for a reason. And it simply says, God, make me hunger and thirst for your fullness more than anything else in my life. I pray that prayer because I need to pray it. I pray that prayer because my hunger and thirst can go up and down. I, I need to pray that prayer regularly because it helps my heart stay focused on what matters forever. It, I have to pray that prayer because I need the Holy Spirit active in my thought processes, active in my, my routines. I need Him. He's the only one that can do what I just described that Jesus was doing in the disciples. There was a day when they got it. It was after the ascension. It was after Pentecost. Why? Because the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus. The Holy Spirit reveals Jesus. I'm going to ask you to do something and
this doesn't guarantee anything, but I believe there's times when our physical movements kind of reinforce a decision we make. This is what we talk about when we, we talk about seek the face of God. God said to the Israelites that were already captive in, in Babylon, He said, if you'll seek me with all of your heart, I will be found by you when you seek for me with all of your heart. Some of you maybe have sought God with part of your heart. I'm going to ask you today to just say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me just taste and see, God, enough that I'm compelled to go another step further in, in discovering who you really are and what you're really all about and how wonderful you are. I want to be captured by you. Maybe I'm not right now, but I want to be captured by you. I want you to be the compelling force and deep in the middle of everything I am and do, everything I want, everything I hope for. I want that. I want you to do that in me. If that, if that clearly reflects where you're at I, and you're willing to take a step, I just want you to step out and just gather with me. Well, I'm not going to keep you long. We're just going to pray a simple prayer and we're going to go. Anybody? I, I want you to take me in that direction. I want more. I want more understanding. I want more revelation of your awesomeness. I want to be one of those people that's absolutely captured by you. Do that in me, Lord. You're not joining this church by walking down here. I'm not even asking. I'm asking for people that are Christians, by the way. Now, if you're an unbeliever and you're standing in this crowd this morning or you're joining us online and you've never, you've never confessed that Jesus is Lord. You've never said, I'm a sinner. I need a savior. Jesus, you're it. I want what you've got. So I give you myself and I want you, Lord. I, I put my whole being in your care and control. And I ask you, save me from darkness and death and damnation. Change me. Cleanse me. Change my heart and mind and desire. If you've never prayed a prayer like that and you're here today, and you want that, I just challenge you to pray that prayer. Now for the rest of us, would you just lift your hands up to heaven as a sign of surrender? Could we just say, Jesus, capture my heart. I set my heart today to study you on my knees. I set my heart today to go after you to go after a greater understanding, a greater experience of who you are. I set my heart in that direction.